The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another podcast edition of Retirement Planning Redefined with financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth, an independent RIA serving you in the Tampa Bay area. They've also, their office there is in Tampa Bay. If you want to get on the calendar and come in for a consultation or a conversation or you know someone who needs a little help, give them a jingle at 813-286-7776. That's 813-286-7776 to give them a call. And always, you can check us out online, check out the team. There's some good tools, tips, and resources to be found at pfgprivatewealth.com. That is pfgprivatewealth.com. You'll be able to click on podcasts and also subscribe to the program, catch past episodes and future episodes as we continue to put these out. Hopefully you'll extract a useful nugget or two of information to help you along your retirement journey. PFGPrivateWealth.com. And guys, welcome in this week. Thanks for being here. Hope you're doing well. Doing well. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing very well. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate you asking me that. John, how are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's the weather been here lately? It's been pretty hot in my neck of the woods. You guys are starting to roast a little bit, or at least it's coming anyway, right? It came. (laughs) (laughs) It just, uh, you know, it was actually pretty, pretty nice. And then all of a sudden, I just, next day it's like mid nineties. Just bam, huh? Out of the blue. Well, that's Florida, right? (laughs) And as they say, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, it'll change. So winter's uh, not coming. Right now. Yeah, winter's not coming. That's right. Uh, a little Game of Thrones thing there. Uh-oh. Look out. So let me ask you guys a question this week. If you caught our uh, previous podcast last week, folks, you know we talked a little bit about industry overview. Just not how things have changed in the last decade. I uh, kind of through this bull market we've been on, honestly. There's been uh, a lot going on in the last 10 years. So we teased up the fact that we were going to talk about how the financial advisor's role itself has changed. So let's kick it off and talk about that. Over the last you know, decade, what have you guys seen that's changed for your specific role as financial advisors? Yeah. So you know, in the classes that we teach, one of the things that we talk about quite a bit are that seeing that the majority of the clients and the majority of the people that come through our class are kind of that in that 50 to 55 years and up range. Many of them have at one time in their life, maybe earlier on, but maybe still, have worked for an employer where there was a pension plan or maybe significant benefit packages. And they are, their lives are very closely, have been very closely touched by when companies had pensions for everybody. And when really the employer took on the major amount of risk from the standpoint of a person having a respectable retirement. So, you know, they've been the generation that's gone through that transition from you know, the worker having a pension plan, having really good benefits to them becoming more responsible for their retirement. So that's kind of driven the changes as an advisor, where maybe before, you know, the advisor really only had to worry about managing the investments, where now it's much more planning and strategy focused. And, you know, really, it's trying to take all of these different decisions that have to be made, like, Maybe it's a couple situation. One of them has a pension. They're both 
in the social security system. They haven't paid off the house yet. They're trying to determine, do I pay off the house? Do I save? What age should we retire? Should we both take social security at the same time or should one of us wait? What sort of options should we take on our pension plan? And so it's taking all these different decisions and putting them together and then making sure that the risk that they're taking with their investments, you know, lines up properly with what they're actually comfortable taking as they approach retirement. So that transition of what we'll kind of talk about as accumulation where, you know, they go to work, they save money into their retirement plan. And now all of a sudden they're starting to realize that, hey, I need this money to start to generate income for me. You know, how do we work through that transition and how do we give ourselves, you know, how do we empower ourselves with the information that we need to make the right decisions and also feel comfortable so that we don't derail that plan if, let's say, there's a pullback in the market or something like that. I got you. Okay, so if we're going to talk about some of these uh, variances when it comes to how these roles have changed, let's talk a little bit about advice and planning versus investment management. Sure. So it's always an interesting kind of experience as we will go through and teach these classes where you know, just like any sort of situation, you have certain people that are very comfortable asking questions that are particular to them and other people are, you know, quiet. So we'll have people that will raise their hand and they'll say to us, well, I'm going to retire in two years and I'm a teacher and I'm going to have my pension. And how much should I take out of my retirement account? And John and I kind of typically joke with them and we just oftentimes say it may be frustrating for you to hear it, but what you're going to hear from us a lot is that it depends. And, you know, that's where we really try to shift people into having that mindset of building that plan and trying to walk through the decisions that they're trying to make in the basis of a plan. And then that plan then dictating how they manage their investments. And even if they're going to have us manage the investments or they're going to manage them themselves, they need to have a broad-based plan. And we want the risk that they're going to take in the investments to be dictated by the overall plan. We'll oftentimes make a joke that, you know, I'm sure that you're a mailman or your plumber or your electrician or your cousin or your brother have great advice for you, but their situation is different than yours. And, you know, they may have a much higher ability to handle risk. They might have a pension. You know, they may not have kids that they want to leave money to. They may have a house that's paid off. And so everybody's situation is different. And how they develop their investment strategy should be based upon that plan first, where in the past, most people have just said, hey, I want to achieve, you know, some arbitrary sort of rate of return in their investments. And there's no rationale or, or rhyme or reason behind how they're doing that. You're listening to Retirement Planning Redefined podcast with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth. And uh, so, John, let me get you in on this conversation a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about focus on the strategy and broad-based planning and how that's changed over the last few years. Yeah. So, uh, you know, most people that we meet with, we like to call it, they have their financial junk drawer. Right. Uh, like yep. Nick mentioned, it's kind of going through work and they're just really just purchasing financial vehicles and there's really no rhyme or reason to it. So we make sure that, you know, whenever we meet with someone or we're going through the classes that we, we really focus on, hey, establish what your goals are. Let's put a strategy in place to hit those goals. And then second is really then let's put the investments in the products that are appropriate to make sure that you do those goals versus vice versa, where a lot of people will just end up, hey, let me get all these things. Right. Um, and then really no strategy to make it happen. The negative to that 
or what could be bad is that you back yourself into a corner where you can't adjust. So it's important when you're doing the plan, as Nick mentioned, um, the plan really dictates how you should be investing your money. What type of rate of return should you shoot for? So example, we've seen some people where, you know, their plan looks good and they're investing very aggressive, you know, shooting for 9%. And in reality, they could hit all their goals with a four to 5% kind of expectation in the, in the portfolio. And what that does is if your plan works at four to 5%, why take the risk of eight to 9%? So right, we really gotcha. want our clients to be able to sleep at night. So that's kind of part of focusing on the strategy, which ultimately will let you focus on uh, what investments in your strategy to go into. Yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense, especially when you're talking about time horizon, right? Because as you're aging and getting closer to retirement, if you don't need to reach for those higher return rates, I mean, I get it. Everybody wants to make as much as they can make, but why take the risk, especially as you're getting closer, if you don't need to? Yeah, and where planning can actually help with that is, so, you know, let's say, for example, because people tend to think about all of their money in one pot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there will be times where we'll have conversations And sometimes it'll be referred to as a bucket strategy or something like that. And so we'll have a conversation and we'll say, you know, how about we carve out, let's say, 10% of the overall nest egg. And and that 10%, we can invest for a long-term growth. And that's going to have a little bit more ups and downs, but that's going to help replace the money that you're going to spend in the meantime. And so that, that lets them get that kind of exposure that they may want just on a smaller scale. And it makes the whole transition a lot smoother for them. Okay. Well, I think we'll finish up this uh, week's podcast. We talked about some of the financial advisor role changes here. And a lot of times, guys, people just are a little overwhelmed, as we touched on. There's, they're kind of wondering, you know, well, this person has this designation and that designation, all the little stuff that goes on in your business card, right? And so it can get a little overwhelming. So, John, is there some things we could do when we're doing a little research, when we're looking at people we want to talk to, maybe sit down with some ways we can kind of do our own homework on uh, if it's maybe the right fit or not? Yeah. So uh, we, we always recommend that if you're interviewing or looking at advisors, you want to do a, a broker or advisor lookup. So you can look at finra.org and you can look up, put it in their last name, their location, and you can do a broker check. And then also the SEC advisor website has an advisor lookup that you can do. And what, what that will tell you is, you know, where have they worked? So you can kind of see, you know, how long they've been in the industry, where they've been, and more importantly, are there any complaints or any issues with that advisor? So, you know, we like to tell stories and, you know, Nick and I had a meeting with the with someone and just something wasn't right. It was an initial consult. We really get to know who we were sitting with. We could tell that something was off and then, you know, Nick likes to Google quite a bit. So uh, he went on there and, and pulled up the advisor's history and there was a lot of complaints and they were actually, um, you know, Nick jump in. If I, if I miss something, they were actually kicked out of the industry. So it raised a lot of red flags. Had those people looked him up prior, they would have saw that and maybe, you know, not backed themselves into a corner, kind of going back to just focusing on um, what we're talking about, where people are just focusing on products versus the strategy. So um, it's just important to really know who you're dealing with. And more specifically, when you do that lookup, you can see what sort of license they have. And that license will tell you what kind of role that they can have as far as are they able to provide advice or are they simply a broker where they're just selling products? And so, as John mentioned, you can see if there's been suspensions, you can see if there's been complaints, you can see if they've had to settle financially, if they've had to pay out money to maybe a past client that's complained about them. And it also will show if they've had any personal financial issues. So, you know, a lot of people 
especially back through kind of the 08, 09, one of the things that popped up that we'd have questions on from people where, hey, their advisor had gone through some sort of bankruptcy or something like that. And and that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that person's no longer a good person or they're, they're not, you know, trying to do what's best for the client. But the way that we approach it and the way that we think about it is that, you know, it's important for people to arm themselves with as much information as possible to help them make smart decisions. So, you know, being able to look up that information, see what kind of licenses they have, see if there's been any complaints, see if they've been at a different firm, you know, if they've been at five different firms for one year at a time, then that's usually a red flag. That's yeah. something that they should be asking questions about. So yeah. again, it's just one of those things where it's good to know things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I, uh, sorry. So uh, one, one thing I do want to mention on this and, and I kind of feel passionate about it. So I do want to jump in on it. We've run into some people where um, they thought they were working with a, an advisor that let's say had all the licenses, but they were only insurance licensed. So basically what I mean by that is they could only sell certain insurance products. So, specifically certain types of life insurance and, and annuities. And basically what they did with this one person I was working with is they just jammed them into all annuities and life insurance because they couldn't sell anything else or offer advice for anything else. So important when you are looking up someone, make sure that they can offer you everything that comes into you know the financial planning world. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're doing your homework, folks, you know, do a little bit of research. Again, you know, it's one of those situations where it's your money, it's your retirement. Obviously, you need to, you know, care about it, you know, more than the person that you're hiring. But you want to hire someone who is going to have your best interest at heart, which is we talked about that last week as the fiduciary versus the suitability. But do a little bit of homework, check some things out. The guys gave you some good places to consider to take a look when you're kind of checking someone out. And because we all are going to have that gut feeling as well. So when you sit down and talk with someone, uh, you're going to also be able to decide if they give you the warm fuzzies. so to speak. So doing a little bit of homework, sitting down and checking out some different people, certainly a good way to go when you're trying to find that right advisor to build that relationship with. And if you'd like to come in and talk with John and Nick and have that conversation with them, feel free to do so. Give them a call at 813-286-7776. Again, 813-286-7776. They do classes throughout the year as well. There's more information you can find on that at the website, pfgprivatewealth.com. You can learn about when those are going to take place and how to get involved and all that good kind of stuff. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and whatnot. And John, Nick, thanks for your time here on Retirement Planning Redefined. I hope you guys have a great week or two, and I'll see you the next time we do one of these. Thanks, Mark. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. Take care of yourself and enjoy yourself and have yourself a fantastic day. And we'll see you next time here on Retirement Planning Redefined with John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth and Independent RIA. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents.